And welcome to the Wealthy Woman Warriors Prolific Mindset Podcast. This is the show for professional women who want to develop their mindset for success in the workplace and beyond. Have you ever struggled staying in momentum? Well, that's exactly what we're going to help you with in this episode. And at the end of the podcast, we'll have specific steps you can take today so that staying in momentum is easier and more manageable, regardless of what your obstacles are. Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Warriors Prolific Mindset Podcast. I'm Andrea Carter, CEO and founder of Wealthy Woman Warrior, creator of mindset training programs such as the Prolific Mindset Blueprint and the Power to Thrive, just to name a couple. And I'm joined today by Heather May Cavanaugh, who's trained in my work and is also an executive coach. Today's episode answers this specific question submitted by one of our listeners. Why is it so hard to stay in momentum? It doesn't matter what my diet, work, marriage, how I connect with my kids, I struggle to stay in momentum with it all. Why? 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 Yes. So there's a huge desire there. There's a huge desire there to get it right, which is what we ultimately want to be doing. Um, We want to make change, we want to get better, we want to improve, we want to be hopefully not perfect. Hopefully we're just wanting to keep it all hanging together, keep the balls up in the air that are most important. But, um, you know, then life never goes that way. And so these are where the jinks and the armor start pecking away at us. And um, the snowball that is momentum on the way up can very easily turn into the avalanche um, on the way back down when these little chinks and bumps hit us. What a great, what a great visual, Heather. Yeah. I think that that's very that, experience. Well, that 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 <laughs> visual is so fitting and. Um, I know I have felt the same way too at times where you think everything is, you know, you think, whoa, I've got it all together right now. And, and, and then you get kind of excited and you're, you're kind of like, yeah, I'm rocking this thing. I'm rocking this life. And then all of a sudden one small thing happens and then the next small thing and then a couple more, you know, unexpected or maybe something doesn't go your way. And it literally is the avalanche that then, takes hold of us absolutely so i really that that visual is so um so fitting so fitting well it's 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 what we it's what we do so um and we who's the we ubiquitous we it's what we do women generally um but it's a human practice Mm -hmm. is um it's that it's that skew to negative or that skew to criticism when something doesn't happen as we predicted as we hoped quite frankly maybe as we were counting on and um you know one little chink in your armors you know sort of feels like it leads to the next one and the next one but it really just is the occasions of life Right. So I know exactly what you're talking about. The day wakes up. I'm powering through. This is awesome. Going to take on the world. And I don't know, the bottom falls out of the bucket. And like, you know, within three hours, you've gotten six chaos calls and, (laughs) you know, what happened? And 
this particular question, you're feeling it all through your life. So again, it's not just like, I want to stop procrastinating or, you know, I wish to um, improve my diet or, you know, be more physically, physically aware or fitnessly aware. Um, this is what we do. We think that it's all connected and, and that, you know, one bad thing here uh, is the curse of something that uh, is going to take us out and keep us down. So it's a lot of that sort of catastrophizing thinking that you talk about a lot, Andrea, uh, which I know I'm guilty of, again, you know, the teacher always has to, the trainer always has to continue to train themselves and, and speak the truth, but um, it's so easy to do. It's so easy to do because that's how we think. That's how our minds work. That's how the physiology works to protect yourself, to um, keep yourself out of risk, um, those feelings of uncomfortableness. It, that it's all how your body works. So hopefully in knowing some of that, we can work through really rethinking what's happening here so that you can stay on top of your game and just look at what incidences are. Because uh, life is messy. Um, that is, is really messy. It is. And, you know, it's funny because um, when I, I was speaking at an event at the beginning of this week and um, I was sharing the term catastrophizing. And, and when I say it, you know, everyone kind of laughs and they think, it, they think it's funny and they think it's funny because they understand what that means. Um, but, you know, I came up with the word because I was the queen of doing it. And uh, it was interesting. The reason I'm sharing this story is because at the end of the function, one of the women came up to me and she said, um, you know, is this, is this all from your research? And I said, well, what's interesting about my research is that, yes, I was working with, you know, 350 women, but um, behind that, you know, when we first moved to Toronto, the things that happened when we moved across the country, it, it felt like there was like, you know, just a constant bombardment of being pelted, like not, not just like tossed a snowball, but we were like being pelted with everything imaginable um, from, you know, kids being diagnosed with, all sorts of crazy things to um, my adrenals shutting down to my husband going through crazy change at work, um, our family dynamic. Like it was, it was, it was just as, as this woman has shared here. And, you know, I think we have expectations and, and what happens is that we have these expectations and we think to ourselves, okay, so, um, this is the new stage. This is the change. This is how I'm going to handle this. And we think that we can go from point A to point B with a straight arrow or a straight line. And what happens is that somewhere between A and B, there are all of these twists and turns and, and tanglements that happen. And that's where the struggle comes in to stay in momentum because momentum is amazing when you've got it. Yeah. But when you don't have it, 
it's very difficult to continue to move forward, which is why, you know, um, this person had said, it doesn't matter my diet, work, marriage, how I connect with my kids. Um, you know, th those are just four examples. And I'm sure that we could all fill in a whole variety of different pieces in here too. And this would make sense to us because when we're in those pieces, what's happening is that we're, we're personalizing, we're, we're taking everything that's happening as a personal attack that in some shape or form, we're not enough. And we're not meant to go through these life situations perfectly, as, as Heather had already said. Um, I think that there's this myth that I don't know where it came from. I don't know why it's there even. I, I know I bought into it and I still struggle to not buy into it. But at some point as adults, we feel that we should know what to do in every situation, know how to answer our kid. Like my son came home the other day and said to me, um, mom, we talked today at school about God and I don't believe there is a God. And like, these are big questions. And regardless of what your belief is on, on religion yeah. and God and all of those things, I don't know that I'm always going to answer everything right, but. And you don't, have a chance, you don't have a chance to research it to figure out. No, you know, what do you say when your kid comes home and <laughs> how do you, how do you protect them from whatever it is that they're, cause these are the things that they're, they're thinking and going through. And, you know, it's, it's funny because sometimes I think in those places we, and then you have somebody who, who will make a comment about the way that you handled the situation. And that personalization then turns into internalizing all of the places that we're not doing well or that we're not enough or that we're missing the mark or, um, you know, that, that um, we're struggling. And, and so that's, you know, really where that spiral of catastrophizing comes in because then instead of seeing all of the areas where we are doing like a kick-ass job, um, yeah. we look at all of the places where it's not where we want it to be. And it doesn't mean that we're not going to get to where we want to be. It just means that taking the snapshot right now doesn't match. It doesn't match what we're wanting with what we're envisioning. And um, I think if, if we stop and we pause and we go, okay, you know what? I'm practicing life. I'm not perfecting life. I'm practicing it. Because at the end of my life, you know, if we talk about it from a very, like, I know I'm going macro here, <laughs> going big picture, but at the end of your life, I think all of us just want to be able to say that we, we lived a full and engaged life. And in order for you to be able to say that, it comes down to making a habit of giving yourself a break yeah. and celebrating the places where you're doing really well. And sometimes those celebrations are... <laughs> 
They're small. I remember at one point I had to, one of the exercises that I did when I first moved to Toronto was every day I wrote down 20 things that I was doing good at because I knew, <laughs> I knew I was stuck in this really bad place. And um, so well, every- You were probably in a what if scenario too. Like, why did we do this? What if we had a state? What if we had a like- Yeah, we could have just stayed here you know, it was so easy in Calgary. We had everything down pat. We didn't have to worry. The healthcare system was so easy to get into. Yeah, like exactly, exactly what you had said. And, um, you know, we're in a new city, even though it's, you know, something, a place that we can relate to because we've been here before. But, you know, you're, you're anytime something changes. And that can even be, you know, we're at the end of June. So, Many women are feeling this because we're coming to the end of the school year and we're prepping for summer months. All of a sudden our schedules are gonna change. Um, what's happening with our husbands and their schedules are gonna change. We're looking forward to our um, summer vacation and in lots of ways we're trying to check out. And so, you know, as this happens, again, it's a change and it's a change that's happening in our mind. And then because it's happening, what we do is we put more pressure on ourselves to get everything done so that we can have X amount of time off or have this experience or that experience. So with everything, and it doesn't matter. I mean, then you're going to go through your summer and you're going to get to your fall and you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is the fall. And it's again, it just, it's just another change. But this is where that catastrophizing can really get in the way and why for a while, you know, writing down my 20 things that I either thought was a good thing. So it could even be, I interrupted my negative thought. It could be something as simple as, um, I got up after I finished doing a task and I went for a walk. Um, I gave myself a break, like super I, for so many women, this is going to sound like you did what? Keep it simple. Keep it simple. But, but really like these simple things, they're the pieces that if we can create the habit to interrupt the catastrophizing, that's where we're going to gain the most momentum from. So you come home from work and your husband's in a crummy mood and you guys are, you know, you're, you're charged. You're like a, a negative and a negative and you're just feeding off each other, clashing with each other. And it's not that you don't love each other. It's not that he doesn't love you anymore. It's not that you don't have a great marriage. It's that today was a bad day and you're both vibing <laughs> and you're both glitching out. And it's still a ton to do. Yeah. And there's still a ton to do. Or even with our kids, you know, um, I, I, I feel like, um, my, my kids are such gifts cause I wasn't supposed to be able to have children. So I now have two children. They have learning challenges. One's ADHD, LD gifted. And I mean, if I could crawl inside this kid, kid's brain, I would just love to explore. I'd love <laughs> to know what happens in there, but there are mornings that I think to myself, stop, just pause like he has no control over what's going on right now and some days are really good days and other days i am i'm yelling at him we, we can't be a perfect parent all the time and again it's like giving yourself a break that you can't always handle that stuff um 
the most, um, I would say probably the biggest, uh, here's a bit of a tangent, but related tangent. So the biggest learning for me, um, and you know, I've, I've struggled my whole life with, I like to control things. I'm a type A personality. I like to keep all the balls going. It's very important for me to have, I'm working on my diet, I'm working on my work, I'm working on relationships. I, I too am working on my kids. And you know, motherhood gave me this shock that I totally wasn't expecting. <laughs> Again, I took control and I took type A into motherhood. Well, that does not work. Um, so, and, and, and being at home with this infant that can now only speak to me in crying or happy, right? There's no language when they're infants, yeah. so body language and, and trying to read this. And there's no ability to rationalize. There's no ability to explain. There's no ability to to, you know, my toughest client ever. They were my, she was my toughest client ever, my, you know, my first one. And here you are at home trying to get it right because um, your husband's going to come home and say, how was your day? And I wanted to be able to say my day was good. But every time we got to a routine, some developmental stage comes along and the baby needs a new routine. <laughs> yep. With With fail. <laughs> that is life. Mm -hmm. And it took me some time to figure out that it was never going to get uh, back then I probably would have used the word perfect now I don't search for perfect so swimmingly you know, that that it would just function swimmingly is now my goal uh, which leaves room for waves and which leaves room for undercurrents um, those types of things but you know hopefully I'm swimming in, in a in a in a direction that I at least I'm looking to go, but some days you're just treading water. Um, and, and it was, that's what having kids taught me because now I had to abandon this notion that I could somehow get it all going because the thought is, God, if I can get, you know, if I can get my diet here and my work there, then there's room to do this or opportunity to prioritize this. And it never works like that. So this is where you have to rethink the priorities you want and kind of juggle them. It's terrible. It's terrible. Maybe take a couple balls out of the juggle or move them down on the juggle list um, as to, you know, what you really want to fit in so that you can be kind to yourself because life just changes all the time. And I guarantee you, if you got it right this week, there'll be something to come along on Monday, which then ching, chinks your armor and you're like, holy cow, like I had it together for two whole days. <laughs> two whole days. Um, this is a sense of humor. I swear this is why those motherhood, you know, blogs that are, you know, sarcastic mummy and uh, mum revised and, you know, all those ones are out there because it gives us something to check into and say, okay, this insanity really is the, this insanity is the norm mm -hmm. and yeah I can't I you know whoever drew momentum on a graph uh, in a straight line uh, was a huge disservice for um, us thinking that that is how we actually achieve um, growth or even profit <laughs> well and and I think you know again going back to just the difference between the male brain and the female brain um, because the female brain connects everything. So we can even see that in this question. So it's not just hard to stay in momentum in one area. It's everything, my diet, my work, my marriage, how I connect with my kids. You can see 
that this question isn't just isolated to one area. And that's because a female brain isn't just isolated to one area. Um, and, and so, you know, with all that, that you've shared so eloquently, um, Heather, I think that it's, it's one of those places where, you know, we, we need tools. We need the tools to help us think through things so that our thinking is what gets us to the next phase or stage or whatever it is that we want. Because if you look, and, and you know, it's funny, I was having this conversation um, with a client earlier and she was asking me, you know, like, Andrea, who, who is your like top person? Who, who do you look up to as a model? And um, I laughed and I said, well, who do you look up to That's as a model? Great question. <laughs> it is a great question. And she said, well, it's interesting. She said, I was really thinking about this because when I think of, who women will pull out as a great role model. You know, we think of um, Oprah, mm -hmm. think of Sheryl Sandberg. These were her answers. Um, and, and it was interesting because I said, okay, and so where do you feel like you fall um, on that spectrum? And she says, well, the, the minute I think of Oprah or Sheryl Sandberg, I, I think, well, um, I'll never be them. So how could I possibly look at them and believe that I can have either the mindset or the skill or the training um, to get to where those women are. And so, you know, along with catastrophizing, we're also, you know, I think so many women, because again, how we're wired, I think women love being overachievers. Uh, it's my own personal belief. I, I'm an overachiever. Um, it could be that I just hang out with <laughs> type A women who are also overachievers, who I attract as clients and everywhere I go, I see them. Right. Um, <laughs> well, women are capable of a lot. Yeah. And yeah. so even if you don't identify as an overachiever, they are doing it. Yeah. And I think that like when we look at, so back to this, this question from this client, I think when we look at who models how to get there, women don't have um, attainable models. So when we look at it in the corporate world, we have a lot of men that have role models that they can see in the corporate environment. We have a lot of men who are entrepreneurs who did it step by step, but women don't necessarily relate to the men who are mentors because they don't think the same, they don't have the same challenges. And, you know, it's really true. So when we're looking at that and when we look at the difference between how men think and how women think, and then we look at the, the small pool of women that I would say have really, you know, consistently worked hard on getting to where they are. I, I really break it down to it being about mindset being a habit and the thought patterns being habit um, because it is far too easy to believe that we can't get there simply because we're doing all these stop starts yeah. and the stop start is never a bad thing. Um, you know, just because you're doing stop start doesn't mean you're a failure. It means that you're learning. It means that you're still, even if you're stop starting, you're still moving forward. 
progress. Yeah. But you still have progress. So um, I, whoever wrote this in, um, I'd love for you to come up with a new term for momentum. And it might even be worth writing down what momentum means to you now that you've heard this different version of um, us talking about mindset and momentum and write it down, put it up somewhere so that you can see it. And it may be that you're writing something like momentum means stopping and starting and continuing to stopping and start. Um, but do something simple so that you have one thing that you can look at and then no matter what's going on, it becomes a trigger so that it triggers you to shift your thinking and, and get out of that um, personalization, internalization, or, or catastrophizing. Thank you for listening to Wealthy Woman Warriors Prolific Mindset Podcast for professional women who want to develop your mindset for success in the workplace and beyond. On our next episode, we'll be discussing how to stop assuming the worst of people. And we can't wait to have you join us on this one because this shift in perception will create a huge change in what you do within your workplace and beyond. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we ask you share it with other professional men and women. When you share this podcast with others, you're taking responsibility to help close the gender gap by supporting the importance of mindset for women's success. Until next time, let's be prolific together. Bye for now. Sunshine 